Radio Free Menga, episode 4, for May 19, 2013. And yeah, I know I said the date totally wrong <laughs> in my last podcast, but this one I got it right. Yeah, I did make a correction on the, on the blog, but still, it's the recording that matters, and I said it totally wrong, so what I made up for this one, May 19, 2013. Said it twice, just to make sure I got it right. I'm even looking at a calendar, the Windows 7 calendar right now, <laughs> just to make sure if that is correct. Okay, anyway, the topic of discussion is going to be YouTube. I guess YouTube is old enough now to where you could consider me a first-generation YouTuber because... I first started using the site in 2006, when the site was only one year old, because it originally launched in 2005. <clears throat> I have been using YouTube long enough to remember before Google owned it. Yeah, I actually have been using the site that long. I have seen YouTube at its peak, in its golden era, as it's called, <clears throat> and I'll touch on that in a moment. And I've also seen what it turned into, which is essentially a corporate nightmare. Where survival of the fittest, only to see how many people can sell out. And I gotta say that all the people, every single YouTuber that said Google was gonna ruin YouTube, wow would they write. Every single one of them. You've probably noticed if you follow me on the internet that I have not posted a YouTube video in close to a month. Do I plan on posting any more? Well, I don't know at this point. Um, I have pretty much given up on Facebook. Because since I stopped posting there, my week-long test actually went on beyond that. I just uh, I'm not going to bother. No one missed me over there. No one said a word. You know what happened? They all went to my blog instead. <laughs> or Twitter, or both. So those who cared actually just transitioned, quite easily, mind you, from Facebook over to Twitter and my blog. So it just goes to prove that Facebook <clears throat> excuse me, is not the end-all, be-all of getting attention. To, uh, how should I put it? Um getting the attention of the masses on the internet. It's just secondary or even tertiary when you really think about it. So it just it proved I was right, basically. Did I want to be right? Yes and no. I was hoping I would get at least some kind of, uh, hey, where you been type of thing. No, no, no. Not on Facebook. Not happening. Okay, anyway, so back to YouTube. Okay, I've seen, I've been on the site a very long time. I have said, <clears throat> or should I say I've written on many occasions, YouTube has the distinct honor, if you will, uh, of being, having the absolute worst community on the internet as we know it. There is nothing worse. If you want to feel bad about yourself, if you want to be hazed, as in, if you want to get poked fun at, or just outright insulted, threatened, oh yeah, uh, YouTube, totally. And uh, not from video to video ordinarily, but in the comments section, it is amazing to me the level of how, actually not the level, how low people can sink on YouTube. It's bad. 
Has it improved? Yeah, a little bit. Since Google kind of forced everyone to, well, kind of, they did, <laughs> forced everyone to use uh, a, a Google account to access and post to YouTube instead of just a separated YouTube account, it's made it a lot more difficult for people that do nothing but uh, troll, I guess you can say. It's made it a lot more difficult to sign up new accounts. Because what happened is that if someone trolled you and you blocked them, what they would do is they would purposely go sign up another account just to troll you again and again and again and again. And those that have been on the YouTube site for a long time know that did happen a lot. It was just relentless. So, yeah... Now, I said uh, the golden era. All right, I'll talk about that for a moment. The golden era of YouTube was between... That's a tough call to make, actually. It, it was, I would say, l- late 2006 until, I'm going to say 2009. Basically, YouTube started to go downhill the moment Google started throwing their weight around with the site. And... uh there are a couple of things that led to, I'm not going to say the demise of YouTube, but the eradication of the golden era. Um, the partner program. Yes, I was using YouTube way before the partner program ever existed. And by the way, yes, I am a partner user. Not that that means anything, but I am. Do I make any money from YouTube? No. Well, it's not true. Unless you count over the past month, I've made a whopping $4. Oh, yes. But of course, Google will not pay you unless you've made at least a hundred. Then they will cut you a check. And of course, because Google is a bunch of pricks, they won't send it to PayPal, so you actually have to take a manual check. Not that I mind that, it's just inconvenient. You could, I think you can actually drop it directly to your checking account if you are willing to give Google, now I'm going to make this, say this slowly on purpose. If you are willing to give Google your checking information, and yeah, I paused there, because I really want you to let that sink in. Do you want Google having your checking information? Hmm. A lot of you would say no, so I'll answer that for you. Where was I going with this? Jeez, I already lost my train of thought. I really should script these out. I'll do that in the next podcast, maybe, but not this one. All right, what was I t- oh, the golden era thing. Okay, so you have um, late 06 to about 2009, 2010 era, and then the whole partner thing, and then whatever, and on down the line. So during this time, you had these, essentially there were these YouTube celebrities. Something happened on the Internet that never happened before. You had these celebrity people. Uh, people, uh, usernames that, and then some of you, I'm going to say some of these, you're not going to know these people at all. Other people that have been using YouTube a long time will instantly recognize these username, usernames. There was Brookers, there was Boheme, B-O-H-3-M-3, there was Renetto, there was, uh, Zipster08, there was, oh god, I know I'm missing a ton of them. Oh, The Amazing Atheist, he still posts, I believe. I haven't checked his channel in a long time, but I'm pretty sure he does. Um, oh, I'm missing, I know I'm missing a ton. Oh, The Hill 88, that was one of them. Geriatric 1927, who was the Internet's grandpa, so to speak. Cool guy, by the way, really cool guy. Um, oh, The Wine Cone, that's another one. 
Anyway, there were, um, this, a group of about 10 to 20 YouTube users that basically made up almost all the traffic on the website. And, uh, YouTube tried to capitalize on this by doing this show. I don't remember what the show was called, like YouTube Live or whatever. It was terrible. Uh, you got these bunch of college kids with no FaceTime, and I'm not talking technology, I'm talking just television stuff. No FaceTime experience. They really didn't know how to handle themselves in front of a camera that wasn't a webcam. It was a dud. No one ever remembered it. I remember that. Oh god, it was bad. But anyway, so the thing is, is that these people basically built YouTube before the corporatism set in, when YouTube was a really cool site. Now, it's a piece of crap because everyone is in it for the money. That is the only reason anyone posts videos to YouTube anymore is they want to make money. Money, money, money. Because, see, here's the thing, and this is really important to take note of. Prior to the partnership program, the only reason anyone posted any videos to YouTube was because it was fun. And then after partner program all of a sudden everything changed, and it was for the money. You saw a dramatic shift, and I mean very dramatic shift, in the content of the site before and after partner program. Now, when the partner program first came on, now here is another thing, too, is that the limitations of YouTube previously, uh, there's an old saying, art from adversity. YouTube used to have a 10-minute time limit on uh, videos, and only uh, originally, it was only director accounts, if you applied for one, that allowed you to post videos over 10 minutes. So what people had to do ordinarily is they had to watch themselves and say, oh, man, I made a video over 10 minutes long. I have to redo this. Or while they're editing or putting it together, they had to uh, very consciously concentrate on the time. So what happened, uh, time, the length, excuse me, of the video. So... What happened is that you had a lot of these people that had to really make their point and make it quick in under 10 minutes in order to, uh, you know, get it on YouTube and whatever. And of course, the vast majority of the videos is, uh, the old ones are what's now known as 240p, which is 320 by 240. That's what a lot of webcams recorded. Uh, actually, correction, YouTube originally did not support anything beyond 320 by 240 which is why a bunch of them are like that. Then when they, I remember when they first started supporting 640 by 480, which is 480p, and people said, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, people say, well, psh, you know, whatever, that's low res now. It was amazing back then. Then when they finally went to HD, um, everyone was, oh, this is great. And everyone thought HD was wonderful. And then they did full 1080p, 1920 by 1080. People said, oh, that's amazing. I don't think it's amazing at all for the, fact that most people don't have laptops or computer screens that can even do that res. I mean, you get them on televisions, yeah, so maybe that's the point, but, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. So anyway, yeah, I was talking about the content shifting. So you had this thing that where people posted for fun compared to people who posted for money. So, and it was about all about getting subscribers and community interaction prior to the partner program thing. And, yeah, I was in the thick of that so to speak. Now, for those that are not aware, and I'm looking this up right now as I'm recording this, okay. The highest rated 
excuse me, the highest viewed video I have on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash armenga. Now, the, I'll, I'll tell you the top four, top five videos that I have. My first video, I was dating a girl, and she had told me, hey, do you know Back to the Future of the Ride is closing? I'm like, we gotta go to, I live in Florida. So we gotta go to Universal Studios Orlando, and we did. This is back, uh, you know, when I was dating or whatever. I miss her. Oh, she's awesome. Anyway, so I knew that the ride was closing. I said, this is a golden opportunity for me to go there and see the ride like I want to and shoot a video with my little crappy uh, digital camera. Excuse me. And then post it online on YouTube and say, back to the future, goodbye. It has 578,520 views, which means nothing now, but back, you know, it used to. And uh, that's my top video. It's not even a guitar video. My second video right after that, which is a guitar-based video, is Fender Squire Strat Sounds Like Crap. I'll get back to that in a moment. Third one is World's Fastest Turtle. It used to be back in the day, if you put World's Anything, or just say the word World's, W-O-R-L-D apostrophe S, as in the world, and then X-Y, whatever. So I put world's fastest turtle. At my father's property, there was this tortoise running around. They used to run around, and I went up to it. I took my camera and took a shot of it, and everyone, it was funny. People said the video was fake and all this other stuff, and I'm like, no, no. Anyway, after that, Counter-Strike Condition Zero gameplay. Oh, I forgot to mention the views. Okay, so the Back to the Future one has 578,000. Fender Squire Strat sounds like crap, 433,000. World's Fastest Turtle, 342,000. Counter-Strike Video, 311,000. And then another guitar video, Fender Stratocaster Can't Do Metal, 158,381 views. Now, to some of you who uh, are listening to this, those are view counts you could only dream of. And I understand that. I'm going to tell you right now, views mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. You will not become a millionaire, or even a thousandaire, or even a hundredaire, if if there is such a thing, from high video views. That's not the way it works. It never has on YouTube. Anyone who thinks that getting a lot of subs and a lot of views means anything, it does not. That's part of the reason I don't post really anymore. Now, I'm going to talk about the two guitar videos. So, what happened was is that this was back in my old place, uh, living in Florida, and I drug out my Squire 2. It's funny because in that video, the guitar is completely dirty. I hadn't washed it in like a year or maybe two. There was You can see muck on the guitar. No one ever actually pointed that out in the video, but it's true. If you look above my picking hand, there's this ring of dirt on the pick card. It's nasty. It's since been cleaned, obviously, and it looks really good now. But <laughs> Well, anyway, so I said, all right, I know I can make this guitar sound good. So I broke out the webcam, and I sat in front of it, and I said, all right, I made this little... Stevie Ray Hendrixy thing. And I said, alright, what's a way to get views here? I said, I know. I made, I originally was gonna call the video Fender Squire Sounds Like Shit. But I said, no, 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 I'm not gonna swear. I'll, I'll say it sounds like crap. So I said, okay, 
I specifically posted that video with the full intention of getting views. Because, see, here's the thing. That is how to become a famous YouTuber. At least as a guitar player. And I'll touch back on that in a second. But anyway, so I did it. And boy, did it work. You would not believe how many negative comments I got in that video. There was one point, there was like triple the comments there is on it now, but then I got all pissy and whatever, so I deleted every single freaking comment, then I closed comments, and I decided to reopen them later. But anyway, if I had kept all the original comments there, um, let me see if this shows the comment count. No, it doesn't show the comment count, but trust me, there were a ton. There were a ton. And of course, because sarcasm is not understood by non-Americans to a very large degree. Everyone thought I was literally saying the guitar sounded like crap. And there's always some moron that posts on that video, usually a kid, that does not realize it's a joke. So, and I leave that video, and I was like, it's my top guitar video. And the next one, which is Fender Strat Can't Do Metal, I said, oh, I'm going to do one even better. Since I said the Squire sounds like crap, I'm going to mistakenly call the Squire a Fender on purpose, and then I'm going to throw in metal, because there's all these metalhead kids that get all so uppity and shit whenever you say metal sucks. And uh, do I believe metal sucks? No, of course I don't. But I'm going to say it anyway, just to get views, right? And it worked. And, yeah. And as a matter of fact, if you go into my top ten videos, uh, the next one is Fender Strat Can't Do Metal Again. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's just hilarious, because that's, that's how to do it. I mean, if you want to get video views, that's how to do it. Now, compare me to this YouTube partner, arguably the best guitar player on YouTube, Riff Guy. Guy from Canada. R-I-F-F-G-U-Y, if you want to check it out. He has 7,800 subs, 5 million plus video views. And see, if you go to his top videos, here's what happens there. You know what his top video is? Bass shredding. Bass shredding. That's it. He's not even the guitar video because he had the word shredding in the title and the word bass. So even though he's only known for his guitar, his top video is for bass. And that's dumb. It's beyond dumb. Well, anyway, the next one is the Strat from Hell, which has 449,000, almost 450,000 views which is really not that far behind me at 433,000 views on my Squire Strat Sounds Like Crap video. And the guy basically does the same thing I did. He just sets up a webcam, plays some riffs, and whatever. And uh, I believe he is a partner user, and he probably... But see, here's the thing about YouTube. YouTube hates guitar... There's two people that YouTube hates more than anyone else. Gamers and guitar players. Can't stand them. Because if you try to monetize a video uh, of you playing a riff, they will 99% of the time deny you, unless you're giving an instructional lesson. If you give an instructional lesson and barely play the guitar and just talk about the guitar, oh sure, they'll approve that for monetization. But if you're going to do it where you're just riffing, no. Because they're too afraid you're playing someone else's song, even if you're not. That's why they do it. And gamers, the reason they deny gamers from being monetized all the time is more or less because um, for copyright reasons, you know, on the artwork of the game. That's why. Now, if you're a gamer, I guarantee you've seen some YouTubers that get massive amounts of views and they're partners and they can monetize every single freaking video they have. But then there's other people that try the same thing and get denied all the time. 
The reason for that is because of survival of the fittest. Whoever can game the YouTube, you know, to coin a pun, whoever can game the YouTube system most. Like there's this, uh, there's a couple of gamer YouTubers that are all about trolling. They troll, 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 troll. That's all they do. And they make money off of YouTube. But then the, the serious gamer makes no money because he's constantly denied monetization is because the troller grabs views that matter to YouTube more. I know it sounds quite ridiculous, but that is the way that works. I would never suggest a gamer ever to go out and try to make money with YouTube. It is a fruitless endeavor. I wouldn't even bother. Don't do it. So anyway, now back to the golden era users for a moment. Now there's uh, just just because I was farting around doing nothing else on the internet, I decided to go to Bohem's channel. I haven't been there in a while. Just to see if he posted anything. And by golly, he did. He actually posted something very recently. And he made sure to mention something where he said, you know, YouTube is not really my scene anymore. And in a very condensed way, he basically said everything I just said. He says, yeah, because of the corporatism, because of the, the community is complete shit. Well, my argument to that is that it was always shit. But... That is essentially what he said. He says it's not how it used to be. I don't like this new channel crap and na 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 na. And yeah, now how does this all relate to you, the guitar player? Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a guitar player like I am. How does this relate to you as a player? Okay. Now, at one point, the only way to really get yourself out there as far as being known as a musician or a band or an artist or something like that, YouTube was mandatory to post to. You always had to post to YouTube. And for a time, there was a legitimate reason to do so because you got a lot of views from that. But that was before SoundCloud. And that was uh, before other outlets of like Twitter and Facebook. Now, even though Facebook's crap these days, that still kind of holds more weight than YouTube does as far as getting the word out as a musician and whatever, or or just bringing your uh, music to the masses, so to speak. Do I recommend YouTube today if you're trying to get noticed? No, I don't. Absolutely don't. What I These days I say SoundCloud. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because the community on SoundCloud is freaking awesome. It really is. Now, I don't use SoundCloud nearly as much as I should. And yes, it is totally true that SoundCloud makes it real crappy for the fact they only give you, like, what, an hour of audio before they make you, they make you pay for it. But in the same token, that's what really makes the SoundCloud site better. For the same reason Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O, as in V as in Victor, Vimeo, Dot com is better than YouTube.com. Vimeo decided right from the get-go to only allow cert, uh, to really limit what you can do as a free user. And then if you wanted the good stuff, you had to pay. SoundCloud essentially adopts that same formula. Because of that, both those sites have fantastic community communities that matter more. The people, like the professional videographers that do film trailers and things like that, especially indie guys, they're all, they almost exclusively use Vimeo because it's just that much better. Uh, and they actually gain more traffic by using it, and they don't have to worry about uh, overworked YouTube servers because Vimeo's, because they don't command as much traffic, 
the video plays fine. You never get a, well, I won't say never, but it's really rare you'll get a, uh, you know, a buffering the spinning circle thing whenever you use Vimeo because their servers are just that good. And the video is smoother too. The way they do their uh, web player is just so much nicer. SoundCloud essentially is the same thing for audio. Never a buffering issue. Top quality audio. Embed the player anywhere. Do it on mobile. Do it on Facebook. Do it on Twitter. Do it where. Doesn't matter. Yeah, if you, even if you post it to Twitter, the, the player embeds. At least when you view the uh, web version of uh, SoundCloud on Twitter, it works. Um, it really, really well done programming on the part of SoundCloud. You know, I was not paid by SoundCloud or Vimeo to say any of this. I just sincerely believe if, well, anyway, to leave Vimeo out of it, if you're going, you want to get the word out about you as a guitar player or a band or whatever to the people that actually matter to actual music lovers, fans, you know, people that really matter instead of the crap community that, that is YouTube. It's SoundCloud all the way. It totally is. And SoundCloud did so well that they won uh, another round of VC, which uh, that's venture capital, for those that uh, don't know what that is, because they have that good of a product. Um, it is something that, it, it just works. You use SoundCloud in combination with, say, Bandcamp, if you want to sell your music. Now, I don't, I'm not in the... I, I've said before, I'm not really a believer in selling music anymore, but if you wanted to, see, the thing is, with SoundCloud, you can optionally post your song for direct download or not. And, yeah, you could do that, but what some people do is they turn that off. You can still play your audio on SoundCloud, but then you can put in an optional link to go to Bandcamp and buy the song for a buck or whatever you set your price point at. I... Especially if you're not a known musician, I wouldn't really do that. I would just say, okay, offer it for free, make your money at shows, or uh, if you're going to do t-shirts or merch or something like that. And that's a whole other thing that 99% of bands do wrong. Anyway, but the point is is that the community involvement with SoundCloud just trumps YouTube in basically every way. Do you need a video in order to get noticed? It used to be yes, but now it's no. It's, oh, you need a video. You need to be seen. Well, you know what? We don't all look like rock stars, especially for the uh, the kids that play in their bedrooms. I play in my bedroom. I do, because that's where my freaking laptop is. That's where my, I don't have an office or anything, because I don't need one. I use, I in my other room in my place, I use that for storage. I don't need to convert that into an office, and if I did convert that into an office, then I have to rent a storage unit and spend more money, so I'll screw that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I record my bedroom, and so do a lot of other people, because that's where the computer is, and that's where our stuff is. That's where the guitar and the FX and the, my, the, the laptop or the PC to record, that's where your stuff is. That's where you record. And why, and, and I'll put this this way, as learned as I am as a guitar player, no matter what I do, okay, Oh, actually, I'll say it like this. In the videos I have where my bed is visible, I get made fun of for that. But in the same room, if I angle the camera slightly to, well, for me, to the right, where the bed isn't visible, then all of a sudden I'm a normal guitar-playing guy. 
How dumb is that? You see the bed. Oh, loser. Loser. No, not loser. I just think the whole thing is freaking comical. Why subject yourself to that crap when you could just simply post audio? And there are... Uh, by the way, there are famous artists. By the Fat Boy Slim is one of them. He hates videos. He hates the whole concept of them. He hates everything about it. He thinks that music should be for music as an audio, and the visual does not need to go with it. And there's a lot of people who actually agree with him, whether you like Fat Boy Slim or not. I know it's a completely different genre from what most guitar players listen to, but the point is, is that his idea is a sound one. Pun intended, I guess. Sound, get it? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. YouTube, do you need it? No. No. Not only are you fighting against all a bunch of other YouTubers out there, but in the way Google's algorithms work these days, you will probably never be found or never discovered in YouTube, whereas you stand the chance of getting much better community, much better chance of being discovered and known by using SoundCloud. So I say use that and be happy. And you don't have to worry about whether your hair is okay or whether you're wearing the right shirt. Who cares? Just why lay that extra burden on you? You shouldn't. You should just plug in, play, post, and go. And you can share SoundCloud. It's just as shareable as YouTube is. So you can post it to Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus if you use that piece of crap and whatever. It's all out there, so um, am I ranting about YouTube? I have always ranted about YouTube, even though I have, uh, even though I use it, or I shouldn't say I don't, I hardly use it anymore, but I just go in there and check comments every now and then, but it does not have to be, like, the thing to do, not at all. SoundCloud, oh yeah, the thing to do is SoundCloud. I will say that a bunch of times until it gets through your head. Post to SoundCloud. And yeah, if you find it worthy to use, and uh, now, oh, on a final note, I'll just say, th- say this. How much does SoundCloud cost? Okay. The uh, Pro account. Uh, let's see. I'm just loading it up as I'm... Okay, so it's 29 pounds, which, what would that be... In American dollars. By the way, if you ever want to con- do a currency conversion, xe.com, as in letter X, letter E, it's only a two-letter.com, xe.com. It's the only site you ever need to know for currency conversion. So, oh, wait a minute, that's, oh, that's in euros, actually, I'm sorry. So, 29 euros would be $37. Okay. Is it worth the $37 to get four hours of audio? Um, well, that's up to you. You could optionally use three euros a month instead and just do it monthly if you feel like you pay more per year. But if you do three euros a month, that would be in American dollars $3.85. So you say, oh, okay, it's $3.85, sounds a lot better. But bear in mind, over the course of 12 months, that's $46.20, which is more than $37.85. So, but anyway, 
and furthermore, that you can use SoundCloud with up to, I think, like I said, I think it's one free hour of audio. And being that most songs most people make do not go beyond three minutes, maybe, maybe a long song would be seven minutes at the most. So if you do the math on that, it's like seven minutes. That means you could fit over eight and a half songs of seven minutes in length. If you do that by three-minute songs instead, you get just 20 songs you could post. So it's not like you're getting nothing, and it's not like you run out of it quick. The only thing you really can post is like jam sessions or podcasts like this one. This is why I don't post podcasts, by the way, the SoundCloud. Otherwise, I would. Now, you, if I went with a Pro Unlimited, because it's Pro and Pro un- Unlimited. Pro, you get four hours instead of one. Pro Unlimited is what exactly what it sounds like. That's unlimited. That's nine euros a month or 99 euros a year. So if you look at it on a monthly basis... Uh, that would be 9 euros is, in American dollars, $11.55. If you did 99 euros, that would be $127.07. Or, well, if you rounded it, it would be $127.08 a year. And uh, for many, they're like, oh, deal breaker. Well... Maybe it would be a deal breaker, but see, the thing is, if you actually started making money from your music, whether it's through merchandise or whether it's through whatever band camp, 127 really isn't that bad. But see, here's the thing. Most of you would be more than happy with just four hours, and you'd have a very long time going through all that. Now, I personally could go through all that easily with just these podcasts. I mean, how long is this one? Let me go look at my recorder here. I'm on 33, almost 34 minutes as I'm doing this right now. So, yeah, I would go through that quick. But anyway, for the pro, if you're, I'd say do the yearly thing if you wanted to, um, or just do do it per month. Can you afford $3.85 a month? Yeah, of course you can. Anyone can. So, and... um now, for those of you that are underage, yeah, you'd have to get, like, your dad or your mom to pay for it. But either that or... Oh, see, that is really the only advantage of posting to YouTube is it costs nothing. That much is true. And that is pretty much the only advantage of YouTube now because there's no other advantage to using the site. Not a thing. Like I said, because the community is awful. Because once you get into SoundCloud and you start posting and things like that watch what happens with the community that community that you get involved in is it's pretty good actually i'd say it's excellent so that's the advantage is that what you're paying for essentially is paying so you don't have to associate with morons I'll, yeah a lot of it yeah <laughs> true enough so it's like i said youtube does not like guitar people and doesn't like gamers if you're looking to make money from your views, not happening on YouTube. It won't. You have to get massive amounts of views to kill a hundred bucks every month. And believe me, would you, when you look at all the effort it takes to try to get that viral, I hate that word when applied to internet, but it's, you understand it. It's viral video. To hell with that. To hell with that. Rather just, it's better to get good community and good involvement. You know why? Because it makes you happy. 
It makes you happy. And chances are, with SoundCloud, you have a much better chance of you having your music featured, like, say, in a indie picture or maybe some YouTube videos from some other people looking for backtracking music. By the way, when they want backing music, they go to SoundCloud. They don't search YouTube. They don't. Like, if you look at some of the more popular videos on YouTube, you'll see sometimes credit. Music by such and such, soundcloud.com slash this guy, whatever, whoever that guy is. There's a reason for that, because they get to not deal with all the crap that YouTube is when it comes to music creation, community, and so on. Anyway, alright, so, I think I said enough about SoundCloud. And I think I've given you my, uh, you very much well know my opinion now on YouTube. It's a pile of shit. <laughs> Has its purpose. Still a pile of shit. So, anyway, that's it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. My name is Rich Menga. I have a website, a blog at www.menga.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash richmenga. The Spin Radio Free Menga. Thank you for listening. 